Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Leadership Podcast with our guest today, Jackie Nolke, coming from Colorado, sitting in the sun in the middle of snow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going like, okay, this girl, I'm, I'm, I'm even, I'm in my little pullover in my little room, and that's how cold-blooded I am. I'm going like, no, I'll stay in Missouri. <laughs> So welcome to the podcast, Jackie, Dr. Jackie, actually, by the way, welcome to our podcast. And I want you to tell our audience what got you started doing what you're doing, because you've got your hands in a couple of different businesses, because not only are you running the SHE-O store, you also do a couple other things, which I really think is interesting. And I think our audience needs to know. Yeah. So I actually come from a education background. So I have a master's in education and then I went and got my doctorate in leadership. Um, and I was teach about six years ago, I was teaching and while I was getting my doctorate and I started having really bad anxiety and I was actually diagnosed with um, agoraphobia. Um, and so a lot of people think agoraphobia is where you won't leave the house. Like I would leave the house, but I was always looking for exits. Um, it was a really wild time in my life because um, I was under so much stress with my doctorate, things like that. But through that, basically what happened is I dove really deep into personal development. And so I, and I, at the same time I was getting my doctorate, so I was learning all, you know, obviously all kinds of things around leadership, but also I was really studying marketing, strategic planning, all these things. And I decided I wanted to start my own, my own online business. One, so I didn't have to leave the house very often. And two, um, because I was diving again, deep into personal development. And I wanted to bring people along with me in that journey. And so I was very transparent, but I started a um, online business that had to do with personal development. Well, fast forward about a year, I got rid of the anxiety. <laughs> Thank God. Got rid of the anxiety, all that. Like, yeah, like I definitely, I could not be doing this podcast if I was, if it was that years ago. <laughs> Um, and I fell in love with the business aspect of everything. And so I transitioned. And at the time my husband was in naturopathic medical school and I was just telling you before the show, he came home one day, um, with his marketing homework. And I was like, this is not good. Like you need, you, you need some help. Um, all your colleagues need help. And so I started a naturopathic or a, a, a marketing membership for naturopathic doctors. So that was my first, like, as far as being into business. Well, through that process, obviously, I'm super into marketing and I fell more and more in love with it. And I really wanted to learn Facebook ads because uh, that was a step, the next thing. And, and so I spent thousands and thousands of dollars and lots of time and learned Facebook ads. And so then I started a Facebook ad agency. Um and then just recently, actually last month, we launched the CEO store. So what happened was I was in, you know, in entrepreneurship for about six years. And in our agency, we also have team members that build out um, e-commerce stores. And so we wanted to start our own e-commerce store, but we wanted it to be a place where women business owners can buy it's like a one-stop shop. So we have, you know, like um, 
branding approved, branding photographer approved t-shirts and fun things like that. But then also with things that you can decorate your office with, we have digital downloads, but we also, we really wanted to help women entrepreneurs succeed, but also give back. So we give back for with every purchase as well to um, causes fighting for equality. So that's oh, the that's awesome. <laughs> that oh, is awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love it when I run across somebody with a business that is willing to give back and especially when we are working for that equality equality for everyone and we're especially for women and I think that that's one of those things that when we start talking about leadership I really want to dive in just for a little bit about some of the challenges that you face getting a leadership doctorate degree because hello that's not easy a doctorate degree in any means is not easy and i can't even imagine a doctorate degree in leadership so let's dive into that a little bit what were some of the challenges that you were going through with that yeah so um one of the biggest challenges is you know finding quality research on it um so um that was definitely a challenge and so i got very skilled at digging up and finding um research and then you know when you're getting a doctorate you have to write a dissertation which is a beast i will say and you know you have it's a very long it's basically like writing a book but with um peer-reviewed research and so that's a long process and you have to get every little thing approved um, so you have like a, you have an advisor, a, a dissertation advisor that has to like approve every, all of your steps and, you know, all of your study, what you're bringing to the table. So, um, yeah, definitely those two things, but just time management and stress management obviously goes into it. And I think those skills actually um, helped me like build my businesses because I already, you know, was having to manage so much stuff when I was in, when I was in my doctorate, manage my time, uh, manage my stress, which didn't go very well, obviously, but I learned how to do that later on through, through actually the business. But, um, yeah, same kind of thing that you, same kind of challenges you have with running a business, I would say are the same kind of, thing. and also being able to work with other people because, you know, sometimes you would have, um, things that you needed to collaborate on, that kind of stuff. So I also like, used those skills um, as I've built my own businesses and my own team and all of that. Definitely. So what is the biggest thing that I would say that you learned writing your dissertation on leadership? What was the biggest takeaway that you got away from that? Yeah. So I wrote my... Um, my, my dissertation on sustainability leadership and what that, what I was, I was researching leaders who uh, brought, who really focused on like environmental sustainability in their businesses. Um, but it, what, through that, I noticed like a common theme of their leadership styles, which was very interesting. So all of them, and they also, so all of them had a very coaching type leadership style. They didn't have like, you know, authoritarian, they, it was much more, they had their employees very involved in decision-making, all that kind of stuff. And so I found that super interesting. And they also had um, very little turnover. They had, they all had people that worked with them for very long periods of time. Uh, and so it really showed me that uh, 
that you need that kind of leadership to uh, sustain. So it's like, that's also sustainability leadership. So it kind of morphed into that through my research. Um, and yeah, the employees all reported being super happy because they were all they were all working for a greater cause. So again, like having that greater cause that it was in your organization and then also getting people involved. Like you want people to be involved in all the decisions, really make, have them feel, not just feel, but be, have a seat at the table to where they can, you know, share their ideas, that kind of thing. Because at a lot of organizations, unfortunately, that doesn't happen and people aren't happy and we know turnover is super expensive, right? So we don't, you know, you want to have people working with you for very long periods of time. And so if you want that, get your employees involved, uh, have them even, you know, take charge of something. What's their initiative? What, what's their plan? What do they want to help happen for your company? Um, get them involved in doing that. And you're going to find that your turnover is minimized and um that increases your bottom line which is always what we want as a business as leaders and as business owners definitely you definitely want to make sure that you protect that bottom line and when you started hiring your own team what were some of the challenges that you faced on being a leader and not just writing the study for it the theory for it but really actually living it yeah, great question. So uh, part of the challenge is just the initial process. So, you know, you put up a put up a job and it's going through so many applications and just really figuring out, OK, who do we want to bring to the table? Who do we want to have um, in in this first round of interviews and things like that? But one of the things we did is we have them actually spend some time with us. So we meet them a couple of times like on Zoom because our our people are all over the world. Meet them a couple of times on Zoom, but then also have them work with us for a day. We pay them, but have them work with us for a day to see if they're really going to fit into our culture. And our culture is very much like, OK, you have a seat at the table now. You're involved. You know, I mean, you're going to have to be someone that wants to share their ideas, is comfortable with that and is wants to be more than just um, someone that just takes tasks and, and and runs with them. We want someone that very involved comes, comes up a self-starter um, and also someone who believes in our mission. We Culture is very important to us. So obviously we are involved in um, fighting for equality. So that needs to be something that they you know, want to happen as well. Um, and yeah, and just a culture where we are all very laid back, you know, we're real, we're authentic, we are passionate. And so all those things are important. But I would say the hardest part is definitely the very beginning, because it getting into that, um, that next stage, knowing who to take on to that next stage of when they're actually, you know, hanging out with us, because we can't hang out with every, you know, we don't, we can't bring everybody on for a day. Um, so that's the hardest part is going through those applications and that kind of thing. Definitely. So what's the next hardest, which I would wager to say is probably figuring out when somebody is not working out with your team. So how have you handled that? Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, it's still hard. I mean, it's, you know, one of those things that because, you know, everyone, I believe everyone um, has good, you know, everything. And just because they're not right for your company, they're going to be right for someone else somewhere else. 
Um, so that's that's difficult. It's a difficult, hard conversation. But I've only had to have it have it a couple of times. So I'm really thankful that our process, like we get the kind of people that um, are really going to mess with us through that process of them hanging out with us. Um, but when it does, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to tell someone, hey, this is not working out. Um, but we try to give the couple times I've done it, I give very specific feedback like this is why. Um, and both of those times that uh, I'm referring to also, I had already been giving them feedback several other times before, you know what I mean? And it's it's not like all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this isn't working out. Like they've, they've known, you know, um, but nonetheless, it's a hard thing to do. You don't ever want to, you know, take a, or take someone's job away from them basically, you know, but um, it, hopefully it's a learning lesson for them as well. Definitely. And that's one of the things I think is a challenge and making sure, and you brought it up, making sure that they know beforehand, because you're, you'll know by the time that you get to that spot, most people that I've termed before, it's usually because they knew that that was coming because we had set specific expectations. They weren't meeting those expectations and we had to part ways and you're right. It never gets easier. And I've done my fair share. I've worked in retail for almost 20 years now and it's, it doesn't get easier because you do think about those things. Good leaders think about what the impact it is it's going mm -hmm. to have on them because now they are no longer working. So mm -hmm. now they no longer have a paycheck coming in. And I usually try to give them, tips, suggestions on places that are hiring, um, you know, I will give them a reference, whatever it needs to be to make sure that they able to make that transition and not have to struggle because that is a challenge with growing in leadership. And it grows you as a leader too, because unfortunately we have to make those hard decisions and have those fierce conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about let's go into a little bit about your marketing that I find fascinating because marketing for me is when this, this is my scope of marketing and, and everybody, <laughs> everybody's going to laugh, but I was taking a marketing class um, when I was getting my associate's degree and we had to write our own commercial and I'm almost embarrassed to say what my commercial is. <laughs> Now I got but, but but let's just say that it involved um, and I actually used my boys in it, believe it or not. But I actually used um, the spinoff of a certain prolactic thing that you use to keep from having kids. And I had my kids running around in the background screaming and saying, if you don't want to have kids, then you need to use this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I'm going like. Now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is probably so horrible. But we had fun doing it. We yeah. really did. No, I think that's great because you're hitting that pain point. So marketing is all the if I could sum up marketing in like one sentence is it's that you want the, the person receiving the marketing or seeing it to think that's so me. You know what I mean? And so, like, if that is a fear, so, you know, having these like crazy kids running around like, oh, I don't want that. Um, that's perfect. You're hitting that pain point. You're like, you know, you're hitting what people are trying to avoid when they, you know, are trying not to get pregnant. So that is, that was great marketing. 
that's a good job. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And I'm going like, I really wish I would have pursued it a little bit, but you're right. When they teach marketing, they don't teach it to what you need to today. Um, mm -hmm. I actually had somebody that I interviewed and he was taking, you know, marketing classes and I asked him, I said, well, are they teaching you about marketing on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And I just started rattling off all this stuff and he's going to like, yeah, no. And I was like, what? So you're, you're taking a marketing degree in today's environment mm -hmm. and they're not teaching that. So what do you say to that? I say that's crazy because <laughs> you definitely need, um, like now digital marketing is has, is such a beast. It has such a big presence on like how we all of us consume and buy and purchase and everything that I definitely think 100% it should be part of uh, mar any marketing curriculum. Um, yeah, that's wild that they don't even touch base on that because um, it's such a big part of any, you know, marketing agency or anything like that is going to have is going to be involved in digital marketing. So um, that's interesting. I wonder what they are teaching. <laughs> I don't know. And it's at a very well-known college in Northwest Arkansas. So I'm not going to say the name of the college, but you can look it up and they can figure it out. But <laughs> it, it really floored me. So when we're talking about marketing and you're talking about marketing Pacific for Pacific business owners, and for you, you started that marketing journey with helping your husband out with his business. So what have you learned along the way that has might've caught you by surprise that you didn't even know was going to like, huh, a moment of the aha moment, I call it. Yeah. I think that it's really like when you're promoting anything, you need to be promoting the benefits over the uh, features. So like what do people, it has to be emotional, right? So like what do people, so say a lot of times people just list out their features, like, you know, I have this, that, and the other, but it's like, what is that? So what, like, what does that mean for someone? Like if they, since they, if they're going to come see you as their doctor, yeah. Okay. So you have this many appointments, maybe they give B12 shots or whatever. What is that going to mean? That's going to mean more energy time spent with your kids. This is going to be, you know, sleeping better at night. So you don't wake up all groggy. You know what I mean? Like what are the like benefits of things? That's what you need to focus on anytime you're marketing anything. And I think that was like one of the most powerful things I ever learned about marketing because I'll use it in like our copy for any for all of my businesses. Um, and uh, yeah, when I'm teaching others as well. Yeah. And that's something that I had to learn, too, is learning how to get away from the features. You, mm -hmm. you have to learn how to talk about the benefit. And where I've started dipping my toe in a little bit is what really was my aha moment on doing the benefit versus the feature is I was actually helping somebody buy a washer and dryer set. <laughs> and I'm going like, you know, you can talk about the features of those items all day long, but what got her to buy a particular set is this lady was vertically challenged like I am. I'm only 4'11". So if you get a regular washing machine, and you're bending down in there, you're likely to end up in the, that washing machine. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's, it's like, it's horrible. <laughs> so she was looking at that. And her husband, of course, was looking at that because it was a cheaper option. And I asked him, I said, well, what's your budget? So I got their budget and I was going to like, look, you have the same challenges that I do. 
So I take them over to the high efficiency washer and dryer and I'm going to like, look, as we get older, it's going to be even harder to deal with that washing machine and grabbing that stuff out of there. I said, we need a step stool to get in there, right? And she's going like, yeah. I said, so here's the benefit of getting this one versus this one. I said, you're not having to bend over and stoop over. You're able to load things in there easier. You're able to take it out there easier. You're able to actually wash your bed covers because those of us that have queen size, king size beds knows how horrible it is <laughs> to wash those blankets in a regular washer. You can't do it. And some of these newer washers will actually tear it up. So she got to thinking a little bit and you could see the husband's going like, ah, oh, crap, I'm fixing to spend some more money. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did is I gave her the benefit of saying, this is what you need to use. And then that was for me was my aha moment. Cause I was like, Oh, so that's what they're talking about. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got it now. Exactly. That's, you did a great job on that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's one of those things that as we're looking at building our businesses and being entrepreneurs, which I have quite a few entrepreneurs that listen to this channel. What is the biggest roadblock that you see them whenever they're trying to do their marketing that is really a simple thing to get over, but to them, it seems like a huge roadblock. So fear of judgment. <laughs> definitely like people get so people don't put themselves out there because they're scared that uh you know jim from high school isn't gonna like what they're doing or you know things like that and it's really just making the decision to say okay i'm gonna put myself out there i'm gonna you know talk about what i do all that kind of stuff and not care about what other people think because you could be the juiciest peach but not everyone likes peaches <laughs> so uh definitely that because people are so held back so held back by like what other people might think first of all you don't even know if they'll ever think that second of all if they do who cares you know what i mean like this is you're gonna let that dictate your business and your success you know what I, so definitely that like definitely getting out of your own head of worrying um about what everyone thinks go for it if you're starting a business or you're a business owner Make yourself visible. That's the number one thing with, you know, with marketing, you have to actually share your marketing messages for anyone to, you know, actually see them. So, um, yeah, work on your fear of judgment if that's what's holding you back. A lot of times people don't even realize that that's what's holding them back. But whenever I'll, like, I get on a call with them and I'm deep diving, I'm like, what is going on? Like, why aren't you, you know what I mean? Like, where, where's your stuff? I don't see you doing, you know, you're saying you have this business, but you're not visible at all. Um, and it usually boils down to fear of judgment. Yes, definitely. And I think for me, one of my challenges is, is making sure that I put a call to action. Mm -hmm. That is my biggest one. Um, and I still struggle with that. And I don't know why I've gotten to where I'm getting really good. I use Hello Woofy as my social media all in one platform to post stuff out mm -hmm. and then doing the podcast. So I'm doing the podcast. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning how to put that call to action. So what do you tell these marketers that have that issue is putting that call to action into their marketing campaign? Yeah. So I actually don't say to do it all, but you need to do it about 20% of the time. Um, and just serving, giving great information, 
the other 80%, you know, and people a lot of times will just message you and be like, Hey, I love what you're talking about. Like, help me. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, I, if you're having trouble never doing it or talking about what you do or like telling people how they could work, work with you, just make a rule every out of every 10 posts, two of them, I'm going to tell them what I do and, and ask them to book with me or to go to my website or whatever it is. Um, also, you can just think if, if even during the other 80%, you can still be directing people to your website for more information. So maybe like a blog, maybe you're talking on, or not talking, or maybe you are talking in, in a story on social media or, you know, a written post or whatever. And it could be like part of a blog post. And then, you know, you go, you say, read the rest on my site. That puts people on their, your site. They're going to be able to see the other things might look around and book with you that way. But Definitely. why do you think you're not putting it? I think it's more of a, it's part of what we were talking about, that what if moment. And I really mm -hmm. finally just started to put myself out there. I actually got Bowsy and actually published my first book and I put it on Amazon Kindle and I promoted it and I'm going to keep promoting it. It's only going to be $2.99. It's, it's how to write your resume in two hours because that's one of the challenges that I've seen as a leader is people write sucky resumes mm -hmm. so bad. And I'm going like, Oh my Lanta. And I'm talking about VPs. Mm -hmm. So I was going like, okay, the information's there. It's easy to put together. And then there's four bonuses in there. So not well, only do I teach you how to write the resume in two hours, I also teach you how to interview. I teach you how to write a cover letter because believe it or not, that is still important. How to write a thank you letter and how to dress for an interview. So those are important things that I'll go in along with your resume. So in two ninety nine on Amazon Kindle. So yeah. I gotta pay. If you like that, I also have the course attached to it too. And the mini course is only like 25 bucks. So you, awesome. you're going to have somebody that can write your resume as professional resume writer, but you're going to be spending $300 to have them professionally write your resume. And they don't know you as good as you know you. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. That's a great service. I know I hate like whenever I was in the, uh, the job market before I started my own businesses. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> Writing the resume in the cover letter. So I definitely would have bought that book. Are you crazy? So yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's when I realized I finally got to get out there because I have a mentor and he's going like, you need to start putting more calls to action. And that was one of my things is I felt that well, what are people going to think? And I finally said, you know what? I don't care. I'm at that point in my life now. I don't care. You either like it or you don't. And the people that I want with me are going to be my tribe. I don't want people that don't like me to be in my tribe because guess what? You're not going to get the value and you'll be a distraction. And I don't need that. So Exactly. I always say, you know, your marketing should be, both attracting and detracting. You know what I mean? Like you want it to pull in the people that are right for you and you want it to push away the people that aren't, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Love that. So as we're about to wrap up, I always ask our guests, what is one good last nugget that you would love to give them? Yeah. So um, gratitude is the antidote to fear. So if you are 
fearful in your business or you're feeling fear, we all do. Growing a business is scary. Or if you're wanting to start a business, have a gratitude practice. So what I do is every time I uh, I pick a number every day, every time I see that number, I um, have a little gratitude moment and, you know, think of what I'm grateful for. And that shifts my perspective on everything. It makes me have, a, you know, some pretty great days. Most of my days are good because, you know, I'm going into that that state of gratitude. So um, that's 100 percent. That'll help you life, business whatever. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I have a gratitude. Well, I have a gratitude morning routine where I am grateful for three things before my feet even hit the floor in the love morning. That. But I love that you added a, you pick a number. And then when you see that number, so I'm going to implement that because I think that that's a really good reminder to keep being reminded throughout the day for what you're grateful for, because I'm going to tell y'all peeps, the ones that you are listening or you're listening to the replay or listening to the podcast, what you put out in the universe, you will get back. So if you put out the gratitude, you will get back so much mm -hmm. and you just won't believe how much you get back. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that has finally broke me from the, not so holding myself back because I'm going like, I just started putting it out there and now I'm starting to reap that abundance from it. And it's amazing to be able to watch that in action. So that is a great tip. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Dr. Jackie, I appreciate you coming on our podcast. So everyone, if you want to find her, where can they find you? Number one. Yeah. So if you want to talk to me directly, you can find me on LinkedIn at Jackie Nolke. You can just search it and I'll come up. You can also go to the CEO store, of course, do your shopping. Um, you can find links to our ad agency if you are interested in talking about ads, all that good stuff. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Awesome. Dr. Jackie Nolke. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. And as everyone, as I love to say, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you are unstoppable. You are the beacon of hope and you are loved. Everyone have a good evening and we will see you Friday. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. It has been awesome. Mm -hmm.